0: checking in on how our reading lives are holding up during the pandemic.
1: (laughs) But first, what are you reading, Bria?
0: Um... A few books because we haven't seen each other in a month but i thought i'd talk yeah. about a book that i think you would just be excited that i read i basically am just like tailoring this for your excitement i am um, ready while i was gone as you know i went and worked on a space show my dream come true uh a show that takes place in space so i read i was like well what space book could i read and i read packing for mars by mary roach <gasps> uh, <laughs> <so> <laughs> Which is good, one of the few right mary roach books that i hadn't read that i think um, and oh I don't my know God, why I bet it. it was great. It was great. And this is the ultimate to be on a set in which you are talking about space all the time and being able to drop space facts to people to be like, you know,, uh, they have to incredible. test every single thing that they send up into space like a bunch of times on the on a zero gravity plane and like, you know, all that kind of stuff. So essentially, um Mary Roach. Those are all the different ways in which they have to prep for space travel, um, everything from like the psyche of the astronauts to um, like. Uh, oh, I just was telling someone uh, one of the facts about where. Um, h- what happens if you don't bathe and can't change your clothes for thirty days? Turns out your underwear just start disintegrating,
1: um, <laughs> which is bonkers. That's the the fact that really fucked me up was the idea that you need gravity to tell you, uh, like if you, uh, you need gravity to tell you that. When your bladder is full, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and so otherwise, so it's like be the weight of all otherwise. the pee in your bladder, mm-hmm. like lets your body, like if you're a person who has feel like feeling below the waist or the neck, like it, that's how you you know that you have to pee. And I was like, oh my god, you don't know if you have to pee in space. Yeah, and what's so crazy is your
0: organs are like floating all of the time. So they call it they call it like the space facelift or something, where like everything yeah, looks sexier, you look real, like your like your boobs get real buoyant and your your <laughs> organs all start floating, so you get very thin. <laughs> Uh, so it's like this whole thing. But yeah, it's great. If you have an interest in space, if you like space books like me, this is actually a really fun book to read because Mary Roach obviously is a science writer, but she writes everything very personally
1: and like it's, it's a very my, my goal in life is to be the Mary Roach of weird shit. Yeah. I love her so much. She may be the Mary Roach of weird shit though. She is she does I, write about enough. weird shit.
0: But it's yes, true. you have a very Mary Roach vibe to your writing as well. So oh, I, I can totally see that.
1: Oh, I like every one of her books. is just a gem.
0: Yeah, I knew you loved it. So I wanted to talk about
1: it. Uh, what are you reading? I am reading a book that actually I think you will also really, really like. It is a great September, like getting ready for spooky season book. It's called Conjure Women by uh, Afia Atacora. And it is it's like so I'm going to start trying to describing books we talk about via wheelhouses. So this Ooh. is witches, mm. multi-generational saga. Hmm. It is about, so it's like a twin narrative and it's taking place. One one of the timelines is right before the Civil War, and one of the timelines is right after the Civil War. So it's a group of enslaved people in the South, like while they're still enslaved, and then uh, the other timeline is after they're freed, but they're still living in the same place. And in both timelines, like the the main character is this girl named Rue, and in one storyline, she's a young girl and learning from her mother, who is like the healer of this uh, community, that like the. She's, she's the one who she's the black woman who like heals all of the enslaved people. She's like a, you know, a medical woman. Um, but she also can do magic. Oh, yeah. And so, so like her daughter is learning, learning from her. And then in the uh, the right after the Civil War st- storyline, she is she has become the healing woman for this community. And there's all these like secrets and there's a ghost in the woods that might not actually be a ghost. And it's like it's one of those great it's like a witchy book that isn't super Halloween-y. It's, like, not scary, but it is, like, if you're looking to scratch that witch vibe, this one's perfect. It's very immersive. The writing is really, really great, and... It's one of those great books where like you know like some of the things you know is going are going to happen because it's these two timelines but you don't know how like this one character you know that he dies but you don't know how it happens so you're like reading between these two narratives like finding out what happens and all the in all the relationships and all the secrets between all the people in, the, in this community and then there's some some fucking magic that's going on it's it's so good. Uh, so that's Conjure Women by Afia Atacora. And mine is, uh, the full title
0: is Packing for Mars, The Curious Science of Life in the Void by Mary Roach. Uh,
1: I wish I could have have been a fly on the wall of that set as you got to tell these people about... The perfect thing to be reading. Ugh. I just I, I remember when she was talking about how uh, dangerous crumbs are being yeah. when you're in space yeah. and how they were figuring out, like, how do we get rid of crumbs? Do we seal all the food? Do we make it all tube food? Yeah. Or so you have to squeeze Ugh, out of so a tube? Gross. Yeah, the tube food stuff is so gross. That's the other thing. Bria, why would you want to go to space? The food is horrible. I don't think you're going for the food. It's not like you're going for the <laughs> space
0: restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can handle it, actually. After reading the book... Um, because <laughs> my motion sickness is so bad, and she talked about the motion sickness stuff, I was like,
1: I just wouldn't be able to handle it. I would be too sick. You'd have a tough time without, without, without snacks.
0: Dude, I, I, I can't even—I cannot drive across town without getting sick at my stomach— and having snacks. So it's like these <laughs> between these two things, I'm just like, I can't
1: handle it. I would not well, this willing. is why everybody should hire Bria for more space shows yeah. so she can get. Also, uh, before we go into the listener feedback, I want to say that Bria won a really prestigious writing award for her film 12-Hour Shift at Fantasia Fest. So please congratulate her. We're very proud of her. Oh, thank you. Uh, so we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback as we said last week we got a lot of fucking feedback from our book nostalgia episode so rachel wrote in uh your nostalgia episode reminded me of the uso reading program also known as the bob hope legacy reading program when soldiers or sailors deploy this is an amazing free book program for our use you can get up to one free book per kid per day wow wow Uh, to send to your kids back home so here's how it works you walk in Pick a book. You take said book into a cute decorated room the size of a closet with fun hats and glasses to wear if you choose. You record yourself reading free book of your choice. Aww. And then the USO sends free book and the little microchip with your video onto your child at home for free. Oh, my
0: God. That's, That's so nice. so
1: nice. I was deployed in the Middle East last year, and this was a great way to keep connected to my seven-year-old daughter. A lot of teary sessions in there. I almost didn't get through Llama Llama Mrs. Mama by Anna dudney i'd also like to mention that i loved scholastic book fairs but never could afford to shop i now pre-covid buy everything my little girl wants every year without shame i, I love it as much as she Aww. does oh, i so love sweet. when we get these like Ugh. pure jo- like <laughs> emails like this are just like pure uncut wholesome joy wow. incredible um, nan wrote in
0: and said my local library does a reading program for adults they have oh. a bingo sheet for each month of the summer with categories like book published in 2020 nonfiction, fiction etc and every time you get a bingo you hand your bingo card in you can fill multiple cards uh, at the end of the month june july august they do a drawing from all the handed in cards one year i won a fitbit wow this year, I want a gift card to a local restaurant. It's so much fun and and lit. It's so much fun and it brings back those childhood memories of reading incentive programs. Ah, that's what a really a good dream. idea. Should we steal this? This is such I a think good we idea. We should steal
1: this. I and I will say, ever since we did that for the past month, I've been brainstorming ways we can do a pizza party. Oh gosh, I know. I be have so been fun. dreaming of personal <laughs> pizzas.
0: <laughs> tiny <laughs> pizzas.
1: <laughs> Give me those tiny pizzas. Uh, so Kristen wrote in, I grew up in a small remote, one road in and one road out town that had no bookstore. The closest one was two hours away. So when it became fair time, you better believe I was excited. I remember lining up and looking at the books, grabbing my order form and catalog and pa- placing my order vividly. My mom always had to reel me in a bit so I wouldn't break the bank. But she also never told me I couldn't have a book because it wasn't age appropriate or too weird. She also had the same thoughts on TV shows and movies. So I saw read a lot of things I maybe shouldn't have. <laughs> but I feel this gave me the freedom to find what I like in books and, and, and entertainment without any stigma at all. Hmm. Honestly, I think my school teacher mom did didn't care what i was reading just that i was reading eh, I, I like it. this i like truly really, i love all the all the uh feedback we've been getting about the book nostalgia episode it is absolutely wonderful and we're, we're gonna figure out a way to get those pan pizzas folks we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna i'm brainstorming we got to get this podcast keep reviewing the show so this podcast gets big enough so we have some pull with pizza hut <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing oh my god well, we've gotten every once in a while, we get an email from someone who we're kind of surprised about. I would lose my shit if we got an email from Pizza Hut. <laughs> Pizza Hut, fucking call us. Mr. Bookit calls us. <laughs> Hello, I'm Mr. Bookit. I'm in charge I'm of I'm serious. Program. <laughs> well, remember when we were like, hey, uh, hey, Beanstack, call us. And then, and then they, they called did, us. And in. now we have a Beanstack. We have a Beanstack. Right, I'm, just, I'm just putting this on the universe. Bookit, give us a call. Give us a call. Uh, so you can email us at readingglassespodcast at com. If you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month, you can sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. And just to clarify, folks, so with newsletters, instead of emailing us, what you do is there's a link in the show notes, and it says sign up for the newsletter. Click that, put your email in, then boom, there you are. You get an email from us every month with all the books we talk about in a neat little list. It's very, very convenient. We write, and we do a little recommendation every month. It's very cute. Uh, So so before we do a pandemic reading check in, we're going to take a quick break.
0: Hi, my name is Graham Clark, and I'm one half of the podcast. Stop podcasting yourself, a show that we've recorded for many, many years. And uh, at the moment, instead of being in person, we're recording remotely and uh, you wouldn't even notice. You don't even notice the lag. That's right, Graham. And uh, the great thing about uh, this, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. And, okay, go ahead. And you can listen to us uh, every week on MaximumFun.org
1: or wherever you get your podcasts. Your podcasts. This week, holy shit, Bria, we are six months in to socially isolating ourselves here in Los Angeles. We have not recorded this podcast in person in six months. How have our reading lives changed? Have we turned into feral book goblins who desperately need haircuts? (laughs) The short answer is yes. Uh, So, Bria, has the pandemic changed your reading life at all? You know, As an e-reader. Not
0: really. I mean, I have more downtime in some ways and less in others because I do think I do a lot of reading when I'm traveling. And I haven't been traveling that much. Or when I'm alone in a hotel room or something like that, I, I'll, i like, take a few hours and read. Um, but now that I'm home, it weirdly feels like I have more to do now that I'm home. Um, and I'm, I am working from home. Um, anyway, uh, I think I am reading lighter. In that like I'm really drawn to like novellas and lighter subjects. Like really real escapist literature. Like I am I am looking for that stuff. There's been a couple books that I think normally I would read, and I was like, you know, not not right now. Like I just like couldn't handle it. Or yeah. Diving into like a big honker, I just haven't had the motivation. Um I'm also, this is so weird. I didn't think about this till you asked this question, and then I was like, you know what I have been reading this weird? I've been drawn to more non-modern day shit. <laughs> like, like stuff that's like
1: 1800s or maybe. Oh my God, me fucking too. <laughs> yeah,
0: stuff in the future too. But I mean, that's me regardless. But yeah, 1800, like old shit or, or like stuff that just doesn't feel like now. And I was like, what is that? And I was like, oh, it's just literally me trying to escape because I'm seeing the same thing every single day and because modern day news cycle feels like a bit much. Um, I think there is something about my reading that has drawn me to lighter subjects, but also like things to just feel completely out of the ordinary, maybe because I'm seeing so much of the same shit every single day. I don't know. Um, Like, I don't think right now I would ever read a book about... A country that has a crazy president, like I just couldn't <laughs> handle it. And normally I would be like, I'm fine with this, but like I just like I cannot handle it. Give me like a lady in a floofy dress dealing with some sort of 1800s problem. I'm in. Like that feels oh. like what I'm in for.
1: <laughs> it's really funny because I've been reading a fuckload of historical fiction, but for mm. a very different reason. Because for me, it's super cathartic to read about folks like going through World War II or like going through the Civil War, going through like some kind of cr- bonkers historical event. And I'm just like, oh yeah. This is not the worst things have ever been. Yeah. You know what I mean? People have made it through things like this before. Because right now we're in this just like absolutely bananas time period. And it feels like things are the worst they could ever possibly be. And it is sort of, it is very cathartic for me to read characters. We're just like, oh yeah, okay. Wow. Things at least we have electricity now. At least we have the internet. At least we have penicillin. Mm-hmm. Like there's, it is very very soothing to me. So I have been reading an absolute fuckload of, of historical fiction.
0: And what's interesting, what's nice is that like out of all of those things, usually comes some sort of some sort of um, good social change. You know, you end up with yeah. like the civil rights movement or women getting the right to vote or things along those lines. So so I mean, if you're looking at those eras, yeah, that that there is like at the end of all of it, things do start to change because people become less complacent.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And I will say, um, just a quick plug, uh, for something that's happening the week after this episode comes out. So it's uh, happening Wednesday, September 23rd. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. I got to moderate a panel last year. I was at story fest in Connecticut and I got to meet some of the amazing reason- reading glasses listeners. So hello to the folks from story fest. Um, so this year I moderated this great panel, uh, cause they were like, Hey, you want to moderate a panel with a bunch of your friends? And I was like, yes, absolutely. It's like mm-hmm. me, Sarah Gailey, Paul Tremblay, Stephen Graham Jones, um, Sarah, uh, Charlie Jane Anders, um, trying to, Oh yeah. Tochi Onyabuchi. There's like, there's so many great, it's just like a great panel of authors, but we were all talking about how things are changing in the pandemic. And they're like a lot of them, I think it was Stephen Graham Jones. was like, yeah, I used to do a lot of reading and writing when I was traveling and now, yeah. i don't travel <laughs> yeah yeah it is that is a weird
0: thing because like because i did just travel and i was like on the plane for what 12 fucking hours or that no, was longer than that i don't know a million years uh i was like oh <laughs> Bria gets I, off the plane like with a beard. and like, i feel it like cold. it when i do it's like it does feel like when you get off of the plane you're like did i walk home <laughs> have i been walking for 12 <laughs> hours like i don't understand um <laughs> Did I swim across the Pacific Ocean, the Atlantic Ocean? Um, uh, Actually, I don't know which direction you go. I guess you go to the Atlantic. Yeah, you do.
1: Um, Anyway. um, uh, It is is far enough away that you would be like, which ocean am I going over? Well, and there's some weird rules
0: sometimes where they go away and you're like, why would they do that? And I don't, there's like wind. The thing that freaks me out the most about travel, this is just a side note is it the wind affects how quickly you get there because then i'm like the wind like we are we are, we are in such we're in such a a machine affected by wind like it's so scary yes. like i can oh, sure. i cannot consider the wind when i'm traveling it's too Freaky to me to think about that. The wind is going to make us go faster,
1: slower. I will say, well, it's funny because this is the longest I've ever been away from LAX airport since I moved to LA. So just thinking about being on an air on an airplane is like thinking about a different me, a different part of my
0: life. Mallory, I have to tell you, I have never, because I was in the international section of uh, LAX and you have to be an essential worker to fly from LAX right now internationally. And um, there were like, I'm not joking, like two people in the terminal, two. Oh my God. Like it was the weird, I'll send you a photo. It was the cr- weirdest experience I've ever, it was, I've ever had. Because I was just it's walking LAX through. just like dead? Well, I was in the international terminal, so it's just oh, completely yeah. dead. I'm telling you. I there, can't even imagine. In front of lo- the line to like get through security. Two people. That was it, No, I was just like, "I wow. had that
1: experience at one airport, and that was in Chattanooga." Yeah, but we're talking LAX. Fucking That's cr- that is. Yeah, it's th- that I. I truly can't even. I can't imagine that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so wh- are you reading differently in <laughs> the pandemic? <laughs> it has changed. Besides reading an, a, a like metric fuck ton of historical fiction, I'm actually I'm definitely reading more. Mm. Uh, uh, we still don't. So. Jeremy my my boyfriend has has asthma so we're really really careful we still don't leave the house uh, unless we really need to um or unless we're like going to a place where we know that nobody will be um it has been 6 months since i hugged a friend or ate at a restaurant or went to the gym um so almost all of my time almost all my time not working is spent reading like i'm definitely reading more and i always already had was a big reader and but now i'm just like I'm just like a human wood chipper with books. Mm -hmm. I'm like reading a lot, uh, which is good. Uh, we do play world of Warcraft on the weekends and like, sometimes we watch movies, um, but it's mostly reading. It's a lot of reading. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm getting through more books than I did last year, especially since I was on book tour during this time a year ago, I was supposed to still be on book tour, um, this year, but you know, coronavirus, um, and I am, I'm reading a lot more new releases that I normally do because I'm buying a lot more books to help support bookstores. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're not spending money on bars, going out to eat. Yeah going out to the like my gym membership like there's so many things so many places i'm saving money so i'm trying to put that into book buying so i'm buying no but like last year i would if there was a new release i wanted to read i would put it on my library holds list and this year i'm i'm just buying it from bookshop.org mm. uh which is nice i feel very like f- hip and fancy because i'm like oh i'm reading all the cool buzzy books that everyone else is reading mm. on instagram um but wow, I really fucking miss going to bookstores uh, a lot, uh, so much. Uh, I miss browsing at bookstores. Um, I'm very happy that bookshop.org seems to be stepping it up with more curated lists on their homepage so I can browse those. But yeah, I'm reading more, but I'm like having, I'm really fucking missing bookstores very, very badly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, here in LA, so the library is still closed for us except for curbside pickups. Um, the closure of libraries has really affected a lot of people. Um Bria, has an e-reader, has the pandemic affected your book acquiring? I know that, a, like, there was a record amount of of library card signups and people getting e-books. Has that affected you at all getting your e-books? Um, you know, I don't know.
0: But but I will say I know the I, – I feel like no. I know the library bought a bunch of e-books w- when the pandemic happened. Uh, um, so I think that we'll I – What do we do without the library? – am actually getting my books faster. And it seems like they're doing more skip-the-line books, which I've talked about, which is when mm-hmm. they, like, you get an alert and it's like, hey – there's a long wait for this book, but...
1: If you can lo- read this fucker in a week... Yeah, if
0: you can read you it can in a week, it. you can have it. And so there's been more of those that I've noticed come popping up, so... I just imagine I hate- as
1: that is like the Kool Aid Man, but he's full of books, and he's like, "Hey, yeah. you hey. want to read this book right now? <laughs> you could do it. If you break my stomach, books will fall out." <laughs> I just imagine him being
0: full of books for some reason. Um, yeah, Oh, what a um, dream. What a uh, no. It's a little bit of a nightmare. The Kool Aid Man is is a nightmare if you really think <laughs> yeah. about it. That <laughs> Not is that he's full of books though. Is the Kool Aid his of blood?
1: Is the Kool Aid his blood? Where are his organs? It's so scary. <laughs> the thing that I saw a tweet the other day that really bothered me because I was like, it, it was like is the kool-aid man the cool it, Is his consciousness in the kool-aid uh, or is it in the glass i can't handle it.
0: it's too scary <laughs> um uh, i will say this is this is a, a bright spot of the pandemic it's been a real win for e-readers who use the library like we, we we we've been preparing for this for a long time, where we're like we know how to use the library. You got more books for us. We are ready for not to not leave our houses to go anywhere to get our books. Like we have E-readers really have been ready for this. For we years. have been ready for this part of the pandemic for a really long time, um,
1: but not the same for you no. with the library no oh my gosh i miss the library so much uh the day you texted me to tell me that it was open for curbside pickups because it took a few months it took a while yeah like, yeah yeah but I then i truly... saw it they're like out there in front of my library with like signs and stuff that's how i knew And Bria texted me and i almost cried like obviously uh from a writer standpoint it's very tough on me um a lot of books I need for research for girly drinks uh because now officially like the library is not going to be open for browsing before girly drinks is due like I've just accepted that there's just no possible way I'm going to have access to these books I have been working behind the scenes with some archivists and librarian friends to try to get myself access to to some things but there are some books that I just won't be able to to get to before girly drinks is done and it's it's a heartbreaker. Um, Cause there's some of the, the, these books are only available in physical form. They're only available to see in person at the central library downtown. Uh, it's like the worst heartbreaker. Cause sometimes I'll be, I'll like put a book on hold. It'd be like online holds are not available for this item. And I'm like, no, uh, it's just, it's just a crusher, but there's nothing else I can do. Uh, and as a reader, Ah, I just miss fucking being able to go to the library. Mm-hmm. I miss being able to go to the library. Like I still get fiction to read in my massive weekly pickups of research books um and I miss walking around our little library. I I don't I will not say, I you know, I won't won't say what me and Bria's respective uh, local branches are to protect our our, uh, addresses, but I, I miss my adorable little local library. I miss going in there. I miss talking to librarians. Uh, I, I still do get to a little bit. It, recently I, I called to make up my pickup appointment and the librarian was like, Oh, Mallory O'Mara. Oh, we'll get the wheelbarrow. And it was, yeah. <laughs> I get like, truly, I pick up like 30 to 40 books at a time per Jeez. week for, for girly drinks. And wow. You're ridiculous. allowed to check out that many more than that. Cause I remember I have 30 to 40 books here, that at my home that I'm going through and then I have 30 to 40 more that are on hold
0: that I'm oh, waiting to wow. get. Oh wow,
1: because I I feel like they used to limit you to 10. Check That out. might be for ebooks, but for print books it's like 100. It's crazy. Shit. Okay, wow. It's amazing, but I thank God because I I really really need it for curly drinks. I'm just I've honestly probably at this point read 500 to 600 books for curly drinks. Wow. Um but the local librarians are still really sweet, and it's great. You know, you go there and you have your mask on, but it's just like it's just not the fucking same. And it's yeah. it's just like a weird, like it's a psychological thing, and it's mm-hmm. it's sad. Uh, it's a very special place for for me and for a lot of people. Um, and I, but at the same time, I also want all my librarians to be not dead.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah course Um, you're allowed to feel both you're allowed to to miss life outside of the pandemic while also participating in the things that make the pandemic safe those are not mutually exclusive yes (laughs) yes um a lot of bookstores and libraries are struggling right now to balance keeping the employees safe and being functional um and uh yeah the burden put on librarians to do their normal work keeping everything sanitary coordinating childcare, children's programming and the other trillions of things that they have to do to and not being able to interact with patrons has been really actually very hard on librarians from what we're hearing
1: yeah we got we've gotten a lot of like really heartbreaking feedback from librarians that are just like overworked and sad and trying desperately to keep themselves safe so it is like You know, knowing that, like I can't, I I don't, as sad as I am, I don't want the library to reopen until things are safe again. You know, and I know bookstores have been really struggling. Indie bookstores have been struggling to adapt and like keep up with online orders, especially customers that are like used to the speed and delivery of Amazon Prime. And like you think of a book you want and order it and then, you know, it shoots through your window five seconds later (laughs) from like an Amazon Prime drone. Like that's not how indie bookstores work. And there's a lot of customers that are like, oh, I placed an order. Through my indie bookstore and it isn't here the next day, fuck you. Like it's it, you know, I know a lot of indie bookstores have been having a hard time dealing with all that stuff.
0: Yeah, so the one thing
1: we want to remind you is to just be kind, you know?
0: Um, someone wrote in a couple of weeks ago saying that they uh, received a note or wrote a note to um, to a bookseller, and uh, the bookseller was so, so excited about it. Um, so, I mean, an appreciation note, a call to a librarian, just telling them that you know they're doing their best and to be patient and kind, that stuff goes a long ways. Um, and uh, just know that they're actually legitimately putting their lives on the line to help you get books so that ugh. is i know American books are important heroes. but uh you know lives are also important <laughs> i would actually say more important um so just knowing all of that i oh think Oh uh, being our nice protect our librarians being protect nice our is librarians. good
1: we'll be let's be nice to everybody it's just like oh I just want to, like, jump out in front of a librarian with, like, a shield and just, like, protect, truly protect them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, wearing a mask is, like and staying in as much as you're able to, the sooner this pandemic is under control, the sooner we get to go to the library. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. if that, what better motivation do you need than to, to wear a mask and to wash your hands and to socially distance yourself than being able to go back to the library? So uh, you can send your thoughts to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Before we answer a recommendation request, we're going to take a quick break.
0: Because everything's a disaster. But it's slightly less of a disaster every Friday, right here on MaximumFun.org
1: as we bring you Sawbones, a myrtle tour of misguided medicine. And remember, don't drill a hole in your head. So let's answer a recommendation request from Kayla. I'm about to start my dual master's program in the fall, and I'm a bit nervous about making this big step, especially in the midst of a pandemic. I've turned to fiction as a way to cope with my academic nerves in the past, and this time is no different, except when I try to search for books with characters in graduate school. I either come up with nonfiction books titled something like How to Make Your Worst Mistake, Grad School, Worth It, or books with characters starting undergrad, not grad school. I would love suggestions that you have. Bria, what should Kayla read?
0: Um, first of all, congratulations. Making Big Life Step. I think that's awesome. I would highly recommend a book called uh, Chemistry by Wiki Wong. Um, it, uh, I, I mean, know I, you love this book. I, th- I think I recommend it. I think. Not that the book's not good. I will just say as a person, I went to grad school and um, it's very hard. And the whole time you're like, what am I doing this for? And I think that that's what the character in Chemistry is doing. A little bit. Um, she's a grad student. Her boyfriend proposes to her. She's feeling a lot of pressure from her parents, from him, from her grad school. Um, it's a great book. Um, but I know... I, I worry, personally, that... Um, Kayla is also feeling a lot of pressure, and this book may make her feel more, or maybe it will help her cope with pressure. I do not know, uh, but I definitely recommend this one for grad school. And then another horrific depiction of grad school. Um, <laughs> this one is more- uh, I'm
1: noticing a theme with all these grad school books is that none listen, of them are like- Listen, hey, when you're in grad school, be... this
0: is what you think, you think about. You're like, this is so hard. <laughs> this is the hardest thing I've ever done. I'm going to write a horror book about it. Um, and th- <laughs> the, another good horror book. Chemistry is not a horror book. By the way, it is it is just like literary fiction. It's great, um, and I think you'll relate to the character for sure. Um, um the other one is uh, Bunny by Mona Awad. Um, I totally forgot this was a grad school book. It was. You know, I had to look it up because I was like, maybe they're undergrads, but no, they're in an MFA program. And the whole thing is the main character is in this very prestigious MFA program. And it's all these writers who are just real snobs, basically. And there's these group of girls and they call themselves the bunnies and they call each other bunny all the time. And um, they're basically these mean girls and the protagonist of it is is sort of an outsider. And then it goes into this creepy, weird magical realism place and it was one of my favorite books of last year i loved it um but it is definitely some weird grad school shit and i think you will relate to that one also sadly and strangely enough because there is always a group of people in grad school that are kind of mean and so i think that that (laughs) i
1: related to it so much um do you have suggestions for kayla i have one this was actually way harder than i thought because it's. it was kind of like when we recorded that that episode for this uh so this month our uh you know bonus recommendation episode was all about um boarding schools oh yeah 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 mm-hmm. and we were like it, when we were pl- i was planning the episode i was like i read shitloads of boarding school books and then i went i was like oh fuck have i yeah yeah <laughs> it, i think for me like all school books sort of like Coagulate together, yeah. Uh, and so I was like, I was like, oh, I've got lots, of, lots of recommendations for. Her. And then all of them, I was like, oh wait, it's not grad school. Oh shit, wait, it's not grad school. um So I, I did find one that I liked that is a grad school book, but again, it's not a happy book. <laughs> um. There's also so there's some trigger warnings for sexual assault and the death of a parent in this book. But that being said, it is a very beautiful novel and it deals with a lot of grad school feelings. Mm. Uh, It's Real Life by Brandon Taylor and it came out this year. Uh, I talked about it on the show a while ago. Uh, It's about a man who is he's going to grad school in the Midwest and it's about how he's dealing or maybe not dealing uh, with being a gay black man and a sea of white people in Midwest academia. Um, And it's very, very literary. um, But the writing is just absolutely fucking gorgeous gorgeous and it deals with a lot of big feelings and interrogating your own happiness and like what you want to do in life because one of like the central things it's like he's in grad school and he's like you know he's good at what he's doing but he's just like is this what i want to do What is life? What is being happy? What is Welcome
0: to grad school.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely a lot of, I have not been to grad school, but it is definitely like a lot of feelings about stuff like that. So I'm sorry that we couldn't give you like a, hey, here's a grad school romance with like everything's happy and sparkles. But I think maybe the point of grad school is to feel, this is like the time in your life where you need to feel these feelings and interrogate these things. Mm. Uh, So that mine is Real Life by Brendan Taylor uh
0: yeah mine is uh bunny by bunny and chemistry go oh well, that's interesting they both are one word titles go check yeah. either one of those out
1: so now let's solve a reader problem from one of our listeners Abby this is a in. this is a saga this is this is a,
0: a part a reader saga. problem but part saga
1: but we will be Abby will hopefully be uh, printing the ebook of this, and we can all read this like epic epic saga. Uh, but we're, we are able to help Abby out, I'm a university student, and I accidentally got the wrong edition of an expensive textbook last semester for school. Naturally, I just hid it on top of my bookshelf and found the correct edition of the book online to rent. (laughs) We did start calling it the book of shame around the house, though. I've been trying to find a way to get rid of it ever since. I didn't think I could resell it because it's an old edition, so the book eventually made its way to the donate pile in our basement. More recently, a family friend of ours was having a charity garage sale, so we rounded up some stuff from the pile to donate. The next time my dad took out the recycling, he came back into the house and asked us why the book of shame was in the recycling bin turns out my mom had surreptitiously thrown it in there because she thought no one would want it. I was very upset with her and might have yelled a little. But this did make me wonder can you just throw a book in the recycling like that? Will it actually get recycled or is there another kind of place or company you can give your old books to so they get recycled the right way? Book of shame. <laughs> I just like it's got like
0: a, its own spotlight. It's so funny because <laughs> she's like naturally I just put it on top of a shelf and hid it and I've never related to something more. <laughs> Because I'm like, uh, when I don't know what to do with something, I'm like, I'll just put it over here, and maybe somehow it will just disappear. I don't. know. I wonder if the
1: shelf of shame is related to the drawer. Where the you drawer, put-
0: maybe. I feel like I do this with clothes, though, where I get something and I'm like, this. Why did I buy this? And then I put it somewhere, and I'm like, I just hope it's never. I never see this again. As if I don't frequent
1: my own closet. You know, like as if I don't look <laughs> at it. I do this with receipts from the post office. Yeah. Oh. Like I'm like with tracking numbers because you get those like long receipts from the site sure. because i'm like oh well what if i need to track this someday and then i don't know what to do with it and i'm like oh i can't really i don't want to throw this away yet but i don't want to put it anywhere because i might need to check it so it just like collects on my shelves yeah, for yeah, some yeah. reason uh-huh. it's, like this weird like purgatory of stuff uh so first off abby yes you are okay uh that's the way to recycle a book i know that it like it, it seems weird you don't have to yell at your mom (laughs) though. there isn't a special place or procedure with recycling a book as long as it's in with all the other paper products you are good just in the regular old recycling bin yep
0: yep uh it feels sacrilegious it's totally fine it's fine and uh it's and I think I mean you point this out you've pointed this out but it's because you know it does feel sacrilegious but it is just paper it's just paper at the end of the day Yes, someone put some time into that paper. It's not just like going and buying blank paper, but it is just paper. (laughs) So you can recycle it. And your mom was right to do it. So I think, I mean, if you can't go sell this book, if you can't, if you just don't want to look at it anymore, if it makes you feel really bad, go recycle the book. It's going to be another book one day. Think about it like that. That it's going to one day turn into a cocoon and then (laughs) butterfly into its own book uh, of a different ilk i don't know <laughs> it will be a different book one day which will be good
1: like i i think so I know it's hard for all of us to like wrap our brains around like these special beloved objects are like basically the same thing as a pizza box, but they are. Yeah. It's the same thing as a roll of toilet paper. Yeah. It's the same thing as like a weird pile of, of spam mail that yeah. you got from a car dealership. Like the thing that makes a book special is you. You oh, are the secret wow. ingredient. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you reading that book is the secret ingredient that makes it special. It takes a reader to make a book. So, and I feel, I know like, we all, I, I it took me years to get over this this like moment of like uh oh, this book is so special like it feels so sacrilegious to like just throw it in with all the other paper products but that's what it is yeah. it's just a paper product yeah. it wouldn't be it, without you it would be nothing yeah. it's just you, you, a book needs you to read it so you just have to get over it we talk a lot about it on the show it's also something that pe- people get need to get over when it comes to being like weirdly uh judgy about audiobooks and ebooks like as long as you're consuming the book in some way, like that, like books, yes, it, it is a magical object, but it's also just a stack of tree pulp. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You know, that, that, that's all it is. So it, it feels weird. If you need to like say thank it for its service or like look through it, whatever you need to do before you throw it in the recycling bin, go for it. But. You can just put it in the recycling bin. It will be happy. It will be reborn. Uh, you know, it'll be like the Lion King. Some larger book will hold it up over the over the the the, the plains, and all the other books will sing as it. I don't, I don't. know. I haven't watched the Lion King in a really long I time. Neither, right? since some. Yeah, I, I understood the metaphor, <laughs>
0: the, the, the analogy. I don't know.
1: <laughs> the baby book will be held up over the plains with all the other books, and, it will be, book be great. and it, will,
0: it will be coming to the. It will be king next.
1: I don't remember. Maybe the plot that outdated textbook will be rebirthed as a new edition of the same textbook. Yeah. Oh, wow. What, a, what, a, what a saga. What, what a, a life what journey. A, what a, what is it, what, we, we want to read the story of this book. It's incredible. Uh, so if you want us to solve your reader problem, you can send it to reading glasses, podcast at gmail.com. As always, we want to thank Danielle and Kathy and Jessica who run our Facebook group and Chrissy and Rachel who moderate our Goodreads page. Remember you can buy reading glasses, tote bags, shirts, stickers, Bookmarks are out of stock. I'm pretty sure right now, but the other things you can still buy—they're in the Maximum Fun store. There's a link in the show notes. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It takes you less than a minute. It makes us feel absolutely great about ourselves and makes our podcast look extremely fancy. And people look at it and go, "Oh my God, look at all those reviews!" Wow. <laughs> Someone did that to me the other day. They're like, "Wow, your podcast has a lot of reviews," and I was like, "I know. <laughs> it's
0: pretty great. I know." But- Humble brag. But seriously, though, the, a lot of advertisers look at that and they're yeah. like, "Oh wow, they yeah." If you notice, we're reviews. getting more ad- ads lately. That is part of the reason why. So thank you, everybody. It helps it us does, a lot. It.
1: it helps us pay our bills. It helps us feed our cats. Sarah, Sailor and Lula really, really deeply appreciate it. And we make our ads really fun and funny. So I think we're good
0: at we're we're good people to buy ads with. Also, Bria has like fifteen thousand cats right now, so she really needs that help. I can't talk about it. I can't talk about it. <laughs> Four <laughs> are fosters, four are fosters, and they're the size of. You put them together, they don't even make one cat. They're so small. <laughs> they're
1: Is foster little me? foster kittens that it can fit in the size in my palm right now. Just stack them together like Legos. But if you want to help Bria feed these baby cats, help us re- review the show. It directly contributes to Bria having money to buy. Are, are they on they're, solid food yet? They're on solid food, but they're fosters. They're foster kittens. Yeah, help 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 save some kittens by by reviewing our podcast you can find us on you can email us at reading glasses at gmail.com find us on twitter at reading g podcast on instagram at reading glasses podcast and you can always follow along on our bookish adventures using the general hashtag reading glasses podcast thanks for listening and thanks, thanks for, for reading, reading.